You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Let's start in Luke 19, verse 12, 12 through 26. He said, therefore, certain noblemen went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered to them ten pounds and said unto them, occupy till I come, which means invest this for me until I, um, while I'm gone. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, we will not have this man reign over us. It came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money. Everybody say, say the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. That's what it means to occupy, to trade, do business. Then came the first saying, Lord, your pound has gained 10 pounds. And he said to him, well, thou good and faithful servant, because thou hast been faithful in a little, have authority over 10 cities. The second came and saying, thy pound has gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. And another came saying, Lord, here is thy pound, which I have laid up in a napkin or what we would call a handkerchief. I feared, why did he do this? Because I feared thee because you are an austere man. You are a rough guy. Thou taketh up that thou layest not down and reap where you didn't sow. And he said to him, out of your own mouth, I'm going to judge you, you wicked servant. You knew, based upon your words, that I'm an austere, hard man, taking up what I haven't laid down and reaping what I have not sown. Therefore, then you should have given, why did not you give my money into the bank, put it in the bank, that at my coming, I might have required mine own, I would have gotten it back with usury or interest. And he said unto him that stood by, take from him the pound, give it to him that have ten pounds. They said unto him, Lord, he hath 10 pounds. For I say unto you that every one which hath shall be given. To every one that hath is what I believe Matthew 25 says. To every one that hath, uh, every one which hath shall be given, given more. And from him that hath not, even that he hath shall be taken away. Now, Father, bless this word. Give us ears to hear, hearts to receive what the Spirit of the Lord would say to the church today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, have your seats. And so I thought, uh, the, thank God for our media department, that, that was a little bit hype part of the message. <laughs> but the very practical things that I gave you from this theme that the Lord gave me for t- us for 2024, occupy and maximize. That word occupy is, doesn't mean in the scripture the way we're thinking about it in our colloquial language, occupy, we say, I'm occupying the seat. Somebody went to go sit on your seat. You say, excuse me, that's my seat. Or they, or they try to sit on your lap. You can't sit on my lap. I'm occupying the seat. But that's not what this is talking Occupy in this context, it means do business. That's why the scripture says that he came back to see what they had gained by trading. To occupy means to do business. And I grew up uh, hearing in the church that Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle, 
And in the meantime, we need to occupy till he comes. How many of us heard that? We had to occupy. Well, that occupy doesn't mean sitting, sitting again, as I said earlier, sitting by the dock of bay, wait, waiting for the clouds to roll away. It doesn't mean just waiting for the clouds to open up. It means being about our father's business, making the world better, maximizing your potential, utilizing every gift, every opportunity that God has given you to expand, to develop, to increase, to do better, and to do more for the kingdom of God. Watch this, so you can bring more in the kingdom of God. The Bible says that the kingdom of God suffered violence, violence taken by force. The kingdom of God is advancing. It's advancing. The question is, are you advancing in the kingdom? And are you advancing with the kingdom? Or are you just watching other people around you continue to excel, go to another level, and you just believe there's some special favor that's on them, but you just have not activated your favor? There's grace upon all of us, but Paul says, but I labored with the grace, okay? Um, you know, uh, sometimes there's a lot of people who often feel sorry for everybody in their family, okay, who doesn't do as well as them. The truth of the matter is most of us, most of us, now, there's a few exceptions, but most of us, many times when you come from the same family, you may have had the same opportunities, okay? You just did something different. Now, maybe you, maybe you were, uh, I don't know, academically delayed or developmentally delayed or something, but for a lot of us in here, we just make, it's, life's about choices. Now, we don't like to acknowledge that. We, life is about choices. And that, that's why I, you don't have to feel sorry for every, all your siblings who are not doing what you're doing. Okay, I don't feel sorry for every preacher who, who, or every minister who, who's not doing anything with ministry. No, I mean, you, you, gotta, you got some choices you got to make. Yes, there's a grace of God. There's a favor of God. But much of life, y'all, has to do with our choices. Amen. You can accept Jesus or you can reject Jesus. The, I, I accepted Jesus Christ at a young age. It made all the difference in my life. That's why I'm always crying out to you young people. And, and you know, a, a, there was a time I thought, man, um, you know, I didn't think I was missing out. I, really, I, my, I had enough experience in my own family to see all, all that they was doing, the partying, drinking, sleeping around, getting high and all. I saw, I saw real quick I wasn't missing out on nothing. Now, I, that I could clearly see. I could clearly see this ain't working out too good for them. Okay? I could clearly see being addicted is not the best. I could clearly see drama about whether that baby's yours ain't the best. Are y'all hearing me? Don't y'all get mad at me because I preach truth up in here. And so I never thought I was missing out, but I was sometimes jealous of people's testimonies. But you know, to have somebody's testimony, you got to go through the same stuff. And I couldn't get up and lie. Everybody, was, everybody told me how they were delivered. They were delivered from drinking and smoking and, uh, you know, and they used to run around, they used to be addicted to drugs. I'm like, man, I, I got saved at 12. I don't have no sensational testimony. Until I was reading the scripture one day, Psalm 103, where it said that he redeemed thy life from destruction. And, 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 I, and I wrote a book based upon that scripture called Set for Life. And so the Lord showed me what he did. He set my life up early by me getting saved early. He redeemed my life from destruction. He'd have to, re watch it. He didn't have to redeem me out of destruction. He redeemed me from the destruction. Some of y'all stuff, some of y'all need to thank God that you were never in it. Come on now. Thank, thank God for being set free from addiction, but I believe it's better to never be addicted. Uh, 
thank God, okay, thank God that you can take a drug and, uh, and the HIV not be activated or whatever. It's better to not have HIV. Y'all don't have to be, y'all come on now. I'm, t I'm telling y'all the truth. And so, God, I realize God redeemed me from this. Life is about choices. And the best choice you can make, young or old, is to give your life to Jesus. That is the best choice that you can make. And so, in this scripture, we read about, he, he, about a man who goes away, at the parallel of Matthew 25. He goes away from Luke 19, uh, this king, and, and who, who, who's, who's, who's a king. He's a king. He got cities. He got countries. And based upon, he, he gave people different resources to do things with, and he came back expecting them to produce. One produced five, okay? One, one produced ten. And the other one took it, and he hid it. They were each given based in Matthew 25. I like what Matthew 25 said about the talent. They were given based upon their several ability. And in other words, God's fair. God don't expect you to produce what you can't produce, okay? God, God, don't, God don't expect. Now, now, you know, I, now I sing, and, and, and I've been singing for years. I, could, I used to sing better. Preaching messed up my voice. No, I'm serious. Uh, I used to be, you know, but when, when, when you're in a traditional Pentecost, you got to do all the screaming all the time. Over time, that wears your, on, your, on your voice. So I, I, I used, I, and, but my singing, y'all, I've, I've never been able to do runs. You know, y'all know how you hear that? Yeah. Some people, I think, do runs because they can't hold notes. But anyway, <laughs> that's my personal, that's my personal so there's some people who never hear him hold a note. Jesus. That's holding a note. But Jesus. No, you can't hold a note. Okay? <laughs> but I've, I've never been able to do runs and riffs. And a friend of mine who was a singer who really did, he said, Herb, he said, he said you don't have to do. He said, with your voice, you don't have to do runs and with the vibrato in my voice, whatever, okay? And so for me to be jealous of somebody who does, who does runs and riffs, okay, that's not what God gave me. Everybody's not going to do the same thing. Don't mean you can't do your thing. Oh, come on now. You got, look at your name, say, do your thing, do your thing. Do, do, do your thing. You know, one of, the, one of the persons I realized I was listening to somebody Somebody this morning, and <laughs> I was on the way, and I was listening to this person, and it's, she's probably the queen of, of riffs and runs, okay? And she's obnoxious. You know what I'm talking about. She's just an obnoxious person. Can sing, but she says the most asinine things, says the rudest, meanest things, okay? So you can try to be like that person, or you can be you. Come on, look at look somebody say, do you? So God gave them talent based upon their ability to do them, to, to be who they should be and maximize. And so when he came to the one who had won, he said, here it is. Here. Say what? Yeah, I, just, I just wanted to keep it in a safe place, which means I don't know how long he was gone, but he did nothing with what God gave him. My question to you, what are you doing with what God gave you? What are you doing with what God gave you? And let me, do, let me get right to, right to 
what I want to talk about today to move further. He told them to invest this while I'm gone. He wanted to find out what their profits were, is what the New Living Translation said. But the one who had one said, I hid your money to keep it safe. And we said in 2024, the Lord said, you can't play it safe. Stop trying to play it safe. You got to take inventory of what you have. Stop trying to play it safe. Use what you got to get more. So, I dealt with Occupy on New Year's Eve. I want to deal a little more with Maximize today. To maximize, because our theme is Occupy, do business, and maximize. To maximize, it means to operate at your full potential. To operate at one's full capacity. To produce at your full potential. To make the best use of what you have. To make as large and great as possible. How many of y'all have a computer of some type, of some kind, okay? You know, you can maximize the screen or you can minimize the screen, okay? Now, even on your phone, you can maximize or minimize. But if you maximize it on your phone, I'm just, okay, I'm, I, I don't, this is what, I, iPhone 13, 14, okay? Uh, it's, it's at most five inches, five inches by two, by two inches. Even maximization is still only going to be five inches by two inches. If, I, if, I, if they maximize this on one of those big screens there, it's going to be several feet. You follow me? And so this cannot maximize as much as that can, but it can maximize. Whatever level you are, maximize at your level. Are you hearing me? It says, so to make large and great as possible. Uh, Paul tells Timothy something in 2 Timothy 4 and 5. He says, uh, watch in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. And here's the part he says, make full proof of your ministry. Make full proof of your ministry. Work it to its capacity. Get out of you everything God's put in you. Do everything God's anointed you to do. Preach every message God wants you to preach. Go everywhere God wants you to go. Now, you can't go everywhere God wants, God wants everybody else to go. You can't do everything God wants everyone else to do. But he said, I want you to make full proof of thy, of your ministry. And all of us are not called to preaching, teaching, fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, but all of us are called to life. And God did not put you in on earth just to be an astronaut. I said, what's an astronaut? Just taking up space. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, everybody not supposed to be, that's supposed to be astronaut, just taking up space. You used to be maximizing. I, I think I said this on New Year's Eve. What are you going to leave in the earth? Okay? And I'm not, and as, as much as children are, I mean, but, but y'all know there's people who are making children only want to have children. Who accidentally, they, they were just trying to have a good night. They were trying to have a fun night. And the child comes out of it. We got, now we got drama comes out of it. Now we got more poverty come out of it. Now we got paternity court comes out of it. Uh, now, we got, now, now we got forced, forced child support payments come out of it. 
Now we got a child going back this weekend here and this weekend here. Now we got children don't even know their parents. Do uh, y'all see what this does to children? I'm not, okay. What, what it does to children. So, so you, you got to have a capacity and do something even beyond it. What are you leaving in the earth that somebody says, man, I would, you were here. What are you setting up for, you, for the succeeding generations? And I'm not just talking about financially, because the Bible says, that scripture that says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, the Amplified said, leaves an inheritance of moral stability. Are you even living in a moral way that your children would model, should model the way you live? Or do you do things in front of your children, operate in front of your children, that's too much to explain? You know, um, most of the stuff that we say, wait till you're older to do, that you shan't do when you're younger, most of that you shouldn't be doing when you're older either. Just think about it. Well, you too young. You too young to be having sex out of marriage. But when you're old enough to have sex out of marriage. You too young to be getting high. Well, what age is appropriate to get high? Okay? I don't mean no harm, y'all, but an 80-year-old pothead, weedhead, just ain't, it just ain't right. Just, it just ain't right. Okay? And so, are you even leaving an inheritance of moral stability? Are you living the kind of life that, that your children, nieces, and nephews should follow after? What are you leaving in the earth? Make full proof of your ministry. So to use what you have to produce, all you can produce means to ma is to maximize. God always starts us off with seed. He gives us something. He gives us something to make better, something to do something with. We, we saw in Genesis 1 11, uh, in Genesis 1 11, God said, let the earth bring forth grass, let it bring forth the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree, the herb yielding seed after this kind, whose seed is where? In itself. God puts something in you that can produce. The seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. His seed is in itself. His seed is in itself. God put something in you you got to get out of you. Oh, my God. Some of you all know what I'm talking about. Some of you, you're not even really doing anything yet, but I, I, I've had people say, say stuff to me like this. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I know I'm supposed to be doing something great. I don't know where I'm supposed to be going, but, but, and, but, I, but I know I'm supposed to go to another level. And sometimes you've heard me say this. You may not know what it is, but you got to know what it ain't. If you don't know what it ain't, you'll settle for what you have. Come on now. You'll get, you'll get, you'll get all intertwined and you'll get stuck with something. That you know this wasn't it. You know this wasn't the kind of man you saw yourself marrying. You know this is not the kind of woman you saw yourself with. And okay, and I got to talk to y'all while I talk to you. I told you about the preacher who was, who, I told you about the preacher who was at the funeral and he started preaching against shacking about preaching against drugs and alcohol. He started preaching about not tithing. All this was at the funeral. And then he stopped. I was right there. He said, some of y'all said, why are you preaching about all this now? He said, because I got to get you while I got you. <laughs> so some of y'all, I got I to gotta get you while, while I got you. You got to know what it ain't. So you don't get stuck in a situation, you're looking back 10, 20 years now and saying, what was I thinking? You weren't thinking. Let me explain this, y'all. When you were dating, 
And if you're looking to get married, you are interviewing. Who are you interviewing? You are interviewing a candidate, watch this, to be your children's father. You are interviewing a candidate to be your children's mother. Oh, let me go deeper. Let me go longer. You are interviewing a candidate to be your grandchildren's grandfather or grandmother. I'm going to take Thursday. I realized something. I said this accidentally a couple weeks ago. I've always had the capacity, even when, from the time I was very young, to think long and wide. I've always, God just graced me with that. The ability to think long and wide. Most people don't think long and wide. Most people think short and narrow. Short and narrow is when you make decisions just for today. When you think long and wide, you're like, this is good now, but I ain't going to look good 10 years from now. I know that tattoo look real good right now. Some of y'all just ain't thought long and wide. It's cute. It's sexy now. But, and, and, and you walk around in the summer showing all your cleavage and breath. There's a time you're going to want to cover that up. I said to my daughter, Kendra, she was home. And y'all know I've talked about my daughter over the years. Ken, Ken, Kendra was home. I said, Kendra, I said, I'm surprised to see you with these, you know, baggy clothes and stuff on. I said, yeah, yeah, you show me. She said, yeah. She said, after I got, after I had a baby and after I got pregnant, and, and she's even smaller now than she was before she got pregnant. You know, she's worked at it. And she said, after I got pregnant, she said, I, uh, I, I, I didn't, I, I realized certain things I was just wearing because I had the shape to wear. When I had the shape to wear it no more, I said, I ain't no sense to be wearing that. <laughs> you know what I told her? I said, Bishop Jakes told me. Because I once told Bishop Jake one time, I said, Bishop, you got to help me with my daughter. I said, my daughter loves Jesus. She just don't love clothes. <laughs> and Bishop Jake said, don't worry about it. Time and gravity will take care of that. <laughs> I said, Bishop Jake's told me. Time and gravity. Some of that stuff y'all doing right now, it ain't going to look good so good 10 years. You're going to be making different decisions. Now, 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 that, that's not as drastic with a tattoo as it is with a man or a woman. That's not as drastic with a tattoo as it is moving someplace God didn't tell you to move to like I did in 1986 when we went to Maine and I went out. Now, now God reorchestrated my steps and redirected things. The GPS had to, had, to, had, had to figure out over the mountain and through the hills to get me where I'm supposed to be. But come on, it was a long journey that didn't have to be that long. Some of y'all taking a long way, and God said, yeah, that's because you're doing it your way. Boy, I'm preaching up in this place this morning. I'm trying to help y'all to maximize your life. And so you got to think long and wide. In relationships, you got to think long and wide. In finances, you got to think long and wide. Okay, long and wide means how, uh, what's this going to look like 10 years, 20 years from now? Wide means who else is this going to affect? How, how is this going to affect others or other things in my life beyond where I am right now? you got to think long and wide. And the devil never wants you to think long and wide. The devil always wants you to think short and narrow. Adam and Eve were not thinking long and wide when they took of the, the fruit of the tree. They were thinking short and natural and narrow. Has God said, oh, but right now, this is what it can do for you. And the devil always try to get you to think about right now rather than long and wide. So God wants to increase 
in, uh, increase your productivity, and he wants to produce through your hands. Now, watch this. The 5,000, we often preach about the 5,000. I preach about often. We got revelation from, from John 6. And the 5,000 who were fed, filled with the five loaves of bread and two fish from the disciples, they were filled from the disciples' hands, not Jesus' hands. We were talking about Jesus performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000, but the 5,000 were fed through the 12 disciples. Jesus took the bread and the loaf, the five loaves and the two fish, and he blessed it. Then he put it in their hands. As they went to give it out, it kept increasing. But how, how many of y'all know it took faith to do that? Jesus, Jesus started taking this. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I can't do, do quick math like that, but, but you, take, you take five divided by 12. Okay. You take two and divide by 12. And he gives them each a piece and said, now go feed those 5,000. I would have been like, Jesus, you trying to get us killed? You see all these Negroes, I mean these people up here hungry, and you trying to tell me to go get them this little, you, you about to, they're going to they gonna beat me. But as they obeyed him, as they gave it out, it increased. That's how God blesses you. You got to use what you have. Take what he's put in your hand and start giving it out. Start doing something with it and more comes and more comes and more comes and more comes and more comes. It does, the miracle doesn't happen in Jesus' hand. The miracle won't happen in, through your hands. So what are some keys to, max, to, to maximization? in 2024, and what's some keys to maximizing our opportunity? Number one, you're going to have to take inventory of what you have. You have to think a little more and search a little deeper. Think a little more and search a little deeper. What is it that you have that God will use? 2 Kings 4, 1 and 2, we read there about the woman who was of the wives of the sons of the prophet, and she said, my, your, uh, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he feared God. But the credit is going to come, and in those days, if you couldn't pay your bills, they took your children. Some of us today would stop paying our bills. <laughs> you couldn't pay your bills, they'd come and take your children, make your children slaves, and, and work it off. So Elijah said to her, what, what should I do for you? He didn't even give her an opportunity to answer. He said, what should I do for you? And then he goes right to this question. Tell me, what do you have in your house? Whatever I'm going to do for you, you're going to start with something you have. You only catch that. What should I do for you? Tell me what you got in your house. Whatever God's going to do for you, he said, is going to start with something you have. What do you have in your house? And she said, your handmaid, had, watch this, she has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Nothing but a jar of oil. And that is exactly what God used when she made it available. He prayed and the blessing came on it and the oil continued and multiplied because she was willing to use it even though it looked crazy. She, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about this in a moment, but she despised what she had. A lot of times the reason why God can't do anything with what we have because we despise what we have. She says, I have nothing but. But means forget that I even have that. Okay? 
If somebody walk up to you and say, you know, Bishop Bailey, he's really a nice guy and everything, and got a nice church, but y'all know whatever come after that is getting ready to cancel that other part. She said, I have nothing but this oil. So she was despising it. And all of you, you cannot despise whatever gifting, whatever talent, whatever ability that God has given you at the level that you are. So you're going to have to ask God to help you see the opportunities that you have been presented with and what you have. Ecclesiastes 9, 10, 11 says this, whatsoever, whatever your hand finds to do, do it. Whatever your hands what? Find, that means I got to go looking for something. Whatever your hand finds to do. There are people even over the years who've gotten, because I, I use, I, it's an expression, I don't mean to offend anyone when I say it. Okay? Some people think I'm being cavalier or being sarcastic when I'm saying it, and I'm not. People will say, well, 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 what can I do in the ministry? And I may respond by saying something like, get in where you fit in. Get in, you know what I'm saying? What talent do you have? What gifting do you have? Now, I came along at a church at, at a time, y'all, when you was either a preacher, you know, you, you, you was a preacher, you was a deacon, you was a, a, a minister, you were, which preacher? Uh, you were a usher, okay, or deacon. That was pretty much it. Can I tell you, every capacity, whatever you have, you can use it some kind of way for the kingdom. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content, as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.